0: Coming live from New Jersey, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Tracy Prison Roy and she's a certified coach, high performance leadership coach. Welcome to the show,
1: Tracy. Thank you so much, A.J. I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate this.
0: Same here. Same here. Welcome to, to the show and welcome to India. And Thank So you. many people, places this show is going right now, including uh, the U.S. and obviously in India. And we'll be talking about the importance of setting boundaries and saying no to the unnecessary. We'll talk it from different perspective. But first, Tracy, just to understand uh, what are boundaries, because... These boundaries are imaginary ones. These are yes. not something that you can create in real life. And you can tell trespassers will be prosecuted or will be shot. How, <laughs> do, right. how do you deal with this sort of boundaries? How do you set them? You are know, these?
1: such a great question. I think that boundaries are really tied to our values. And when I when I think about values, this is something that I work on with all of my clients from day one. When you when something elicits an emotional response in you, um, it's a value. And particularly when it elicits a response that maybe feels negative, then you know that that value or that boundary is being stepped on. So for me, I'll give you an example. For me, um, I have a value of uh, respect for my time. So I like to be on time. I like for people to be on time. And when that is uh, is is that line is crossed, I get crazy. And so I know that for me setting that boundary of saying here's when we start, here's when we end and there's there's no wiggle room except for emergencies obviously that that's that's how I know that it's a boundary for me because I can feel it in my in my gut.
0: Right. Right. Right Tracy. So now let's look at this boundary setting uh in two three aspects. One okay. is as an individual. Yeah. Second is as in the workspace yeah. and the third is in the workspace in terms of leadership yeah. how does leadership uh, set boundaries as, and still get the work done where where uh, your uh, niceness should uh, is not construed as weakness sometimes that's why even nice people tend to keep that distance so uh, th- three things at the same time please feel feel free to take them the way you you want to Uh, But this is so that people know uh, among the audience how exactly uh, boundary setting can help their lives and how to deal with this issue of, you know, of waste of time and waste of energy in their
1: lives. Uh, Oh, I love this question. And it is really they're all actually tied together. When you think about individual boundaries, it could be. Um, it could be something around, you know, friends demanding too much of your time or partners or children, which is one, oh my gosh, if I could, you had a dime for every time I heard about, you know, children stepping on our boundaries, because it's hard to say no, right? It's hard, especially with little ones to say no. And so our energy gets depleted. Um, I have this with, you know, with personal relationships and making sure that if somebody needs me, that I have the emotional bandwidth to handle it and I'll tell you something, AJ, um, I'm a reformed, or I'm trying to be a reformed people pleaser. So I love what you said about niceness and weakness and strength and all that. Because I'll tell you, my background is as an executive. I was in the media and entertainment space for 20 years. I worked my way up the corporate ladder. All the
0: the top brands, Tracy, NBC, Universal, Sony,
1: all those, any big name that one
0: can think think of, and you have been there and done that. That's
1: true. That's true, I think you and I both have. And so so you can relate, I'm sure, um, to the idea of as you move up that corporate ladder and the idea of saying no, and I will tell you personally, specifically as a woman, can feel very challenging and very daunting. I had a really hard time saying no to requests. I was in a service area, I was in research, and so I served all different business units and would get a lot of requests coming in from me and my department. And uh, and oh sure I can do that no problem we can handle it well guess what sometimes it was a problem bandwidth is is a real thing so learning how to really say no how what sometimes saying no to one thing allows you to say yes to something else so showing showing up like that and being confident in it is very important and I will say this too about leaders leaders which you asked about I think practicing that and leading by example gives your teams the 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 knowledge and the the okay to say no also. It's not about saying no to everything, but it's about saying no to the right things. So working with teams, working with your manager to figure out priorities and understand what needs to be done now and what can either wait or what maybe doesn't even have to be done. So it all and it, it all ties together. And again for me, like I said time management actually AJ I have a client who also really really needs her time to be respected and um she has been letting people walk all over her calendar and you know miss meetings and try to reschedule and she finally she told me this week she stood her ground somebody missed a meeting apologized said uh can we you know can we reschedule and she stood up she sat up straight and she said i'm not happy that you missed it here's a link to my calendar find time so normally she would have been the one saying no problem it's okay let me find time for us And she put it in his hands um, and he actually apologized again. So it's, you know, it's, it's those things about really being confident in saying this is not okay for me and hopefully it won't happen again. So that's, those are some ways that those show up. Um, And again, I think people pleasing is one of the ways really it's a big one that I hear about not wanting to say no, not wanting to look um, like I don't care in the workplace, which is really not what a no has to be. It's not what it means
0: right right now tracy let's look at uh, this whole stuff from the basics is that for a layman or a common man how would you put it or even a simple employee is that why boundary setting is so important why saying no is so important even if they are not in a position to say no but how do they create that situation where they can say no
1: I think that uh, it's such a good question. And I think when, when one looks at their day um, and and you and I, again, we've both been at these big companies, we know how stressful and there's so much stress right now. I work with people from so many different industries and it's just going, going, going. And when you start to notice that, oh my gosh, I'm not taking time for myself. I can't, I am not sleeping. I'm not finding time to get lunch or I'm eating at my desk while I'm trying to work. When there's there's so little time for self-care I think that's a signal uh, that that there needs to be some no's in place. Um, and I, I, I believe that that when you again, when you tie these things to your values, what is what matters to you? Does compassion matter to you? Does environment matter to you? Does demeanor matter to you? Does respect for time matter to you? All those things. those are the, the things when those are being stepped on where you can say, hey, this isn't feeling right, this isn't working right, and I'm not working at my best. When we are working, working, working and not saying no, Things fall can fall through the cracks. Uh, we feel stressed, our health can suffer. Um, and so taking that, taking charge of that, being able to say, this is not gonna be okay for me. What can I say no to in order to say yes to myself? That's one of the things that is so that's something that I've learned as a coach that I is so important to me that I was neglecting in my past life.
0: Right, right, Tracy. Now you guide leaders and emerging leaders to step up their next level by helping them identify. And leverage their strengths, yeah. conquer the inner critic, yeah. use their voice, and rediscover their purpose. Now, yeah. everywhere in all these steps, you know, uh, to achieve their personal as well as professional goals, the boundary setting is very important. Very. How, how do they do that? And let me come to you. For example, let's look at a common person as well as somebody who is also a leader. Okay. Now, in a personal relationship, uh, you can say no it is easy to say no but the very important or difficult part is how do you say no to your spouse it can be uh, a man to a woman and even a woman to a to her husband sometimes you know in several cultures or in several situations a man will assume that women can be taken for granted sometimes a woman can consider that it's the man's duty to always say no. How mm-hmm. do you work that space uh, out so that there are no conflicts and actually yeah. each person understands each other's position? Second I thing s- is, you know, I will put a couple of other questions so that you can you know, both all okay. are solid. My mind has
1: to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You want to answer that first? You can. Uh, then we'll no. Well, you know, no. Keep going because maybe it'll maybe it'll tie into what I'm thinking okay. about right now
0: in the workspace now the relationship between a boss and a, a junior mm. guy. how yeah. does a junior person yeah. say no to their managers forget about the ceo saying no to the ceo how does that work out and look at the economy at the present stage the job, job status at the present stage look yeah. at the job cuts in the fan companies means it's it's, yeah. it's a dismal affair even yeah. those people in in Twitter, they were supposed that people who were fired, many were, many were asked to come. Now, those situations can be that even though you may have want to take your independent decisions, you may not be. That's the reason behind a lot about great resignation. And yeah. then there is the relationship between the boss and the subordinate. Yeah. How do you ensure that you are in a position to say no, even if the employee is critical and it is something which you do not want to do? Sometimes it can be a very difficult position because you may not you may not you may you may be considered or branded as inhuman or even toxic. Several places, you know, those lots of rumors keep on going about senior executives. So yeah. again, several things together, but so that they're, they're so related. You take your time, respond at the, your own pace.
1: Wheels are turning, but one common theme, I love this question. And again, it's interesting from my line of work. Because I coached the person and not the problem, all of these are related. I, saying no to your spouse or to your partner or to a friend, saying no to your manager, which can feel very difficult, and we'll get to that, saying no to your direct report also. One of the, one of the key pieces of advice that I would put out there is to ask questions. So if my spouse comes to me with something and I am like, there's just no, this does not feel good to me, I have to say no. One of the things that I might employ is asking him, well, tell me what's important about this. Let's discuss what what you're thinking about and what's going into it and, and why you feel that this needs to be done. And then after that, I may have, it. it may it may reinforce my no, or it may temper it a little bit and say, okay, I hadn't thought of this perspective before. So that's one thing I would do is to ask questions, get, get more information. And it's the same in the workplace. As a, as a direct report going to a manager, I think you know there's different reasons to say no. One might be, I'm overwhelmed and I don't even think my manager realizes how much work is on my plate, which happens. One might be, I am feeling imposter syndrome. I am not gonna be good at this. Why are they tapping me to work on this project? which is a whole separate issue. Um, and so the idea here with when you're a direct report wanting to say no to your manager, I think again, it's the same thing. Can we talk about the purpose of this project? I think always having the, the, the extra information, the additional information about why something needs to get done or why someone wants something to get done is gonna give you more power. And I think that it's crucial As a direct report, when you are feeling stressed, I think it's crucial. If you have a leader who leads well, they're gonna get it and they're gonna understand it. They're gonna work with you on this workload and help you prioritize. It is not say an entry-level person's job to understand necessarily how to prioritize their own workload. So talk about it with your manager. On the flip side, I think saying no to, to direct reports is the same thing. It's giving more information. It's having these open dialogues. It can't just be a direct no not happening, at least not in my vision. I think that there has to be more to it than that. And I think that, um, you know, it's almost like uh, talking about feedback and giving giving the actual instances of what's working well, what's not working well, and why this maybe can't happen right now, but maybe it could happen in the future. Let's talk about what the t- timeline looks like. Let's talk about what our pipeline looks like. And what about you? this to you is important that you feel the need that you really want to do this right now? So it really is just about asking those those powerful questions and getting more information. Right, right.
0: Now, let's focus on the leadership. This is a new world today, a new expectations of leadership amidst all the situations, because everybody looks up to the leader to find solutions to take, to make the way forward for everybody to lead them into the future. Now, as we stand in the first uh, second, third week of January, what is a good leadership? Any person will be uh, will be wanting to know exactly, even though leaders know that they have that responsibility, but expectations in terms of the new uh, age that we have come, AI is coming in, and there is all talk of human leadership. Yes. At that point in time, uh, when job cuts are happening and people are talking about numbers, recession, human leadership, what is ideal leadership in today's time? What would you tell them if somebody asks about that? Tracy? I don't know. I I know I am capable, but I just don't know how do I behave in a manner which is humane, but as well as also I need to. There is this word also at the same time about self-care. Obviously, you can't divide a leader about from his self care yeah. how does he manage both the things setting the right boundaries as well as coming out to be the good leader or the good person that he is indeed is
1: yeah i love this question there's so many uh facets that make a good leader and quite honestly aj what might make me a good leader might be different from what makes you a good leader what might be different from what makes you know joe over here you know a good leader and and it's all very personal. But what I would say the most important facets are, are, it's, not, it's about your demeanor. It's about how you behave in stressful situations. It's about how you show up for your team. Uh, it's about listening. It's about not necessarily having all the answers. I believe that a really great leader surrounds themselves with smart people and doesn't necessarily have all the answers and knows that and, and also shares the wealth, right? When you have a really strong, correct report, um, allowing them to show what they've got. I always say that I would never have made it up the corporate ladder without those opportunities. If my bosses, if my managers hadn't allowed me to present or to, um, you know, to come up with ideas or to innovate, then I would still be sitting in my entry-level position. So being able to, 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 to allow others around you to shine, I think is, is crucial, and. Also being able to understand, you know, if again, if my direct report, this idea of saying no, if my direct report is coming to me saying, I am overwhelmed, I can't handle this. How am I going to be able to respond to that? I need all the facts, I need all the information. And to your point, I need to be human about it. What else is happening here? So there's there's the humanity, there's the humility, um, there's that composure part of it too. And I think also demonstrating, showing up how self-care works for you, how to say no. There's something really interesting I was talking to a client about who was going on vacation, um, who was really worried about. They had a lot of work coming in, and they were really worried about how it was going to affect their vacation. And we talked about strategies they could use while on vacation. And I, I said, well, "You know, what's what's your team up to while you're gone?" And he said, "Oh no, they're they got this. They're great. They're amazing." You know, and he felt all this pressure because he's the leader of the team to be checking in and to be. And I said, "It's okay to check in, but you have this strong team that you're telling me that you trust." You know they can do it what are what are some ways that you could maybe remove yourself a little bit and say no to being on your phone all day long while you're with your family in Europe he said oh yeah I guess maybe I could leave my phone at home and my work phone at home and just have them text me if there's an emergency which is what he ended up doing he put on his out of office you know on vacation an emergency tech and he got no text while he was gone he was able to sightsee and be with his family right. and he's demonstrating to his team not only that he's able to give himself self-care, but that he trusts them to do the work. And that is such a huge, it, it's such a huge piece of this puzzle. Um, being able to spread that wealth, to spread that joy, and to spread the the understanding of respect. So there's a lot to it, but again, it's part of it is saying no to these things that we feel responsible for when we're when we're leading teams.
0: Right, right. Now, you know, in this change times, Tracy, what is the reference manual for a leader, not just the CEO again, because is it the business 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 school books? Is it is it some other manual? Is it is it a coach like you? How does he because situations will keep on cropping up and he or she will need to deal with that. And for lower level uh, uh, leadership in the sense managers, they will learn from the leaders. Uh, from the top leader and they have to set that tone for the organization now should it be the job description or should be should it be some other reference manual because you've got to meet that part you've got to meet the bottom line as well as again the self-care part comes in so time yeah. and again where do you go back to who, who do you consult what do you ask? Do you ask Chat GPT all the time? Listen, this is the problem. I got how do I deal with that?
1: Yeah. How do you look at this? I love this question. And there is, I love I love where you're going because there's obviously no leadership manual. I should write one. And I think that you've you've got my wheels turning in that respect is after you know, after this after we after we stop talking, but In in all seriousness, I think, you know, I mentioned that when we started talking about values and it's not only personal values, I think that there's something to be said for what what are your company's values? What are your department's values? What are your business unit's values and how do they align with your own personal values? Because then you're really able to put the business strategies, the functions, what the business is out there for aligned with what's important to you. And by the way. If those don't line up, AJ, oof, that can be really really tough. If if what my company stands for isn't at all it's make I'm feeling those emotions. It's it's making me angry, it's making me upset, it's making me feel a little bit sick, Then there's a disconnect there and something needs to change. But when they align, I think that that can really give you that foundation for how you're going to lead because you know what you know what the company stands for, you know what you stand for, and then it makes it easier to emulate these these behaviors. For your team and for your, also for your for your um, coworkers, I think that it's important too for peers to see how how you lead and lead by example. And everybody's going to do it differently at the end of the day. Um, but understanding how it, it feels, I think, really that emotional. I always I, I always I put my hands on my gut because I always feel it in my gut. I know if it's if it's calm, then I'm good, and if it's a little bit upset, then something's not right. So really, staying aligned with that and attuned to how that feels is gonna help you just demonstrate those behaviors. I don't think that there's one right way to lead. I really don't believe that. I've I've taken so many different things from different leaders who I admire and tried to put them all in into my own little soup. Um, and I'm sure there's things that I do that are different from them and things that I have done as I've led that maybe some of my direct reports thought I did some things really well and some things I could have improved on. So it's all about continuing to be attuned to it and configure it, but if, my idea of a good leader is when your team is happy. <laughs> that's really, that's how you know when you're leading, when you're leading well and leading by example. So that's what I would say. It's really about staying aligned with your values and the company's values um, and and talking, asking your team how things are going. Don't wait till annual review time for these conversations. Keep that dialogue going because that's how you continue to to reiterate and modify and make things better for everybody.
0: Right. Right, Tracy. Now, let me ask you again in a different manner, uh, this particular uh, issue. Uh, It differs company to company. It differs uh, sector to sector. What happens when people or even leadership change companies? How do they set that tone again for that right sort of, again, human, human leadership as well as uh in in terms of meeting the deadlines meeting the numbers yeah. how do you deal it can be a challenge for say for example uh, that may not be the right example but for example a person who moves from Google to Amazon or Amazon to Google yeah. now it will be a different culture altogether
1: very uh, different.
0: expectations are different employees tend to work in a different manner because of the past instructions that they have got. Yep. And this is the time when a lot of changes are happening and specifically about the CHRO or the HR head. How <laughs> does he or she set the tone and the right tone where you have taken a job? Now, should you go for what is right? What is human or should you just try and keep on saving the job? even if the culture is toxic the workplace culture has been not up to the mark how do you still manage to be doing so because we just can't say if you don't like the place just leave it there has to be everybody needs a job in today's time how do do they work this out uh, for themselves as well as for their values
1: for the company's values I love this question. So yeah, when 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 leaders are changing companies like that, and, and sometimes it's not even from tech company to tech company. You could be going from one sector to another, and you really, there's so many, every company runs differently. Um and so it's really about talking to people. I would say really networking, communicating, getting coffees with the different other leaders within the company getting a, a feel for how things run there. And it's not to say that you necessarily have to then give up everything that you believe in. It's not about giving up your values. It's not about saying, all right, I'm going to stop being who I am. That would be awful in order to, to you know abide by this company's way of doing things. But it could be offering up to try things differently. It could be saying, well, have we ever tried it this way? I have this going on now with one of my clients who's really come in and shaking things up. She's gone from a, from a, Tech company to a to a different tech company, and it's a very different environment for her. And she great. I just met with her yesterday, and a great example is um, the, the, at her new company. The word no was never uttered before she started. Never. I mean, speaking of this theme, she they'd never heard no, and her team would just be going, 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 trying to fulfill requests, and and they wouldn't be good. They'd get them done, but the work wasn't where it needed to be. She's come in now as a leader. She's at this new company, it's a new culture. She's starting to say no to some of her internal clients because she doesn't want the work to suffer. She's prioritizing the work. She's saying here's, and guess what? The feedback she's getting on the work that's being produced is, this is the greatest we've ever seen. We've never had anything like this at this company. But some things are having to be pushed to the side and she's just trying it out. She's experimenting Um, and, and it seems to be working. She still feels guilt though, she still feels guilt for the things that are being pushed to the side. She's, oh, I'm not able to handle the workload. And this, you know, this is, this is good. And I said, but, but what, what's the ultimate outcome here? And she said, well, the work is better and my team's less stressed. Okay. Two wins right there. Yes, we need to figure out the prioritization of these, of these other projects. But at the end of the day, you're making an impact. She's hearing from people at the top, how great the work looks. So it's about—it's not about coming in and saying we're going to do everything the way I've done it at my old company, but it's learning the new ways and maybe adding some value that way. Um, you asked me another question now; I can't remember what it was.
0: It—it's okay. Even <laughs> I—I don't remember. But let's, let's look at you know let's look at simplifying things. I think we have uh, talked about leadership out uh, in simple uh, layman's terms for a simple person. What are the very basics of you know a few things? In a nutshell, if somebody has to remember about boundary setting and yeah. saying no to unnecessary things, what are the things they should just keep in mind as a, as a, as a special, you know, sort of a few pointers.
1: Tie, tie it up in a bow. I love this. So, yeah, I mean, I think, again, I think paying attention to how things feel when you consistently say yes and you don't say no. What does your time look like? What are your stress levels like? What's your sleep like? What's your what are your eating habits? What are you doing for yourself? What is it how does it feel on your own when you're continuing to say yes? And I always say to my clients, I always give a, you know, homework and I can do it for you too, but what would happen if you said no to one thing this week? Just say no to one thing and pay attention to what's available to you by saying no. Is it getting giving you time back to work on that project that's been on the back burner for so long? Is it allowing you to go grab a cup of coffee with a colleague who you've not really talked to before? Is it allowing you to get home early and have dinner with your family? All these things that could make a difference in your daily sort of feeling and emotions and, and again, like I said, the stress levels, just pay attention. If it's not making a dent in those, okay, then maybe no, maybe this isn't the right answer if it is feeling different in a better way, all right, what is it giving you and how can we do more of this? And again, it's not, about, it's not about saying no just randomly. It's not about saying I'm going to say no to everything this week. It's about prioritizing and allowing you, again, just to remind you, when you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to something else. So it's not just about getting rid of things on your plate, but it's about sort of reconfiguring what it looks like and giving yourself that time back.
0: Right, right, Tracy. You have shared so much of knowledge, insights about all this, Tracy. Now, those people who may want to know more about how you work, they may want to take yeah. your help, engage. Companies may want to engage with you. Leadership may want to engage with you. How do they do that? What is the best way to do that?
1: That's great. So I really just reaching out to me directly. My email is super easy. It's Tracy at, and you can see my name here, TracyPruzianRoy.com com, uh, no hyphen in the in the email. You can email me. You can go to my website, which is TracyBruzanRoy.com. And I work with one-on-one clients. I work with everyone from emerging leaders to leaders. I do team facilitation. I do group coaching. So I have a wide array of programs, um, and I'd be happy to talk more about them with, with you, if anybody here, if you're interested. So it's very easy to find me.
0: Right. Right, Tracy. Now, my last question to you, uh, Tracy, is that you have achieved a lot in your corporate life being at senior leadership positions in top corporations that people may can just dream of. Yeah. And then you took that step of, you know, now uh, being a certified executive mm-hmm. and high performance leadership coach. After achieving so much in life, you could just, you know, uh, have a easy life, <laughs> a lazy life in these changed times. But you seem to be having the time of your life, Yeah. enjoying, you know, enjoying your work, enjoying the nuggets of insights and knowledge sharing that you are doing. I want to understand where is it that what motivates you and where is yeah. it now that you want to go after achieving so much up till now?
1: Oh, thank you for that, AJ. You just really, I, you made me feel so emotional with that. And I have to tell you, you know the the grind that I went through, and you know we all we all have a for corporate America, corporate world. Um, I don't think I realized till I got off that train how much I was going, 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 and not slowing down and not saying no. And um, I the reason I got into this world of coaching, of leadership coaching, is I actually worked with a coach to sort of figure out what what I wanted to do and what meant the most to me from my corporate experience. And I realized what meant the most to me was helping others achieve their goals and move up the ladder and do the things that I was given the opportunity to do. That's what I love the most. And so that's what gets me going. Seeing my clients have their wins, whether it's they're getting a new job or they're getting a promotion or they're saying no, they're emerging leaders and they're saying no, and it's okay that's what brings me joy. So I just want to be doing more of that. And I also just want to add that one of the things that I lacked growing up in this corporate world was coaching. And, you know, a lot of times people go from individual contributor to manager without any kind of training about, here's how you work with direct reports, here's what delegation looks like, here's how, you know, you can help set boundaries and and model this behavior. Um, it's something that I lacked. And I think that that's one of the things that means so much to me is helping managers sort of learn these skills and feel confident in it and get rid of that. Well, not get rid of, we don't get rid of our imposter, but learn to manage our imposter syndrome and uh, be the best leaders we can be and really step into it with confidence. So that's what gets me going. So that's just what I want to keep doing. Wonderful, wonderful.
0: <laughs> on this note, Tracy, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KAJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this.